Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when we engage in small talk, the question often arises, what do you do? A person asks who your employer is or what kind of work you do. Because our work encompasses so much of our lives. We tend to work in areas where we have certain gifts and talents or where we've been trained with a particular skill. But today we see that as a child of God, with the working of God's grace through the Holy Spirit and baptism in the Word, God has gifted you with eternal blessings for all that you need for body and soul, and then provides you with blessings and opportunities every day to bless, to bless others with the blessings that you've been given. That's very humbling, isn't it? Let that sink in for a minute. Think about that for a minute. Jesus says in the ninth chapter of John, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And now, he says to his followers, which includes each and every one of you, you, you are the light of the world. That's God's view of who you are. You are Christ to the world. That's awesome. It's awesome. But at the very same time, it's extremely humbling. It's so humbling because I, right along with each of you, come to God's house this morning confessing that I am a poor, miserable sinner, deserving of temporal and eternal punishment. We come here to God's house with needs burdens, challenges, misplaced priorities, less than seasoned conversations filled with distasteful words and non-constructive opinions. So how can we be Christ to the world? And then we hear Jesus' words, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That leaves all of us out, right? Wrong. That would be true if it were not for the cross of Christ crucified. That would be true if it were not for the completed work of Christ and his perfect fulfillment of every law on our behalf. The church father, Augustine, once said, All the commandments of God are kept perfectly, which is a righteousness exceeding that of the scribes and Pharisees, when all the commandments that are broken are forgiven. Christ fulfilled all righteousness. And we are seen through God's eyes as perfectly righteous because he sees Christ. When God looks at us, he sees Christ. For in baptism, we have been clothed with Christ's perfect righteousness. And if God sees us as Christ, through the perfect life, the atoning death, and resurrection of Jesus, shouldn't the world? I want you to hear these words from Psalm 112. 
For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Yes, we all come to God's house today in absolute need of the blessings which are poured out from the cross of Christ. As we worship together, God applies the perfect righteousness of Christ to us through the promises made to us at our baptism, spoken to you in the words of the absolution where your sin is forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, given to you at the altar in the body and blood of Jesus, given and shed for you for the remission of all your sin. God's voice calls you his forgiven saints. God's voice calls you salt, light, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And it's not because you are so great in and of yourself, but because your God is. And because of this truth, although none of us here are exempt from bad news, none of us here are exempt from the results of sin in this world, Something is different about us. Our hearts are firm, trusting in the Lord, knowing whatever comes our way, that we have Christ. We have his promises. He is our sure and certain foundation. He is our rock and our refuge. And so as humbling as it is to be referred to as salt, light, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden by God himself, it's also exalting, uplifting, freeing, and good news that leads us to be the ones who first praise God for all that he has done, knowing that our eternally changed lives will cause others to praise God right along with us. So if you want some motivation for day-to-day -day living, here it is. God says you are something that the world he seeks to save needs desperately. You are. How awesome is that? What a privilege that is to be salt and light to the world that God seeks to save. For what do we have that the world cannot find anywhere else? It's Christ. We have Christ. The wisdom of Christ crucified. A trust in him as the one who has overcome the world with grace and mercy that will last beyond this world and into eternity. You know, God could certainly just rock the earth with his own voice. He could reveal his glory with a blinding light for all to see. He could send angels to hold up his message of salvation. But in the person of his son, he declares that we are his ambassadors to a world that he seeks to save through the very same means of word and sacrament that he saves us. Again, how awesome is that? That God chooses us to work through to be a blessing to this world. There's a story of a former Los Angeles Dodgers manager, Walter Alston. And he had the task of confronting a star pitcher, Don Sutton, who hadn't won a game in eight weeks. Fans were angry, calling for Sutton to be removed from the rotation. But as he talked to him, he looked at Don Sutton in the eyes and he said, 
If the Dodgers are going to win, they're going to win with Don Sutton pitching. Come what may, you're staying in the starting rotation. Now, Sutton didn't win his next two games, but he went on to win 13 of his last 14, leading the Dodgers to the pennant. Jesus first spoke the words of our gospel today to a motley crew of farmers and fishermen, tax collectors and housewives in a tiny remote village in an obscure part of the world. But Jesus said to them, you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world, a city that cannot be hidden. The word of God is all I need to hear. If God can look at us through Christ and say, if souls are going to be one, if comfort is going to be shared, if hope is going to be manifested, it's going to be through you. That changes everything, doesn't it? We are who we are to bless and to lead others to see our lives and to praise God. I think Paul says it best in Galatians 2, verse 20, where he writes, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live in the flesh uh, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Through the cross, Jesus gives us what God demands so that we can be salt and light to the world around us with our very lives. Now, there are people in the world who give shape and those who take shape. And it is very easy to take our clues from the world around us, from the values and beliefs of our peers and our culture. And we lose our saltiness when it's diluted by the world. God's word tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As salt and light, we shape as we have been shaped by the word of God, the promises of our baptism and the nourishment of Christ's very body and blood. God's word is clear. We are shapers. Salt purifies to bring healing to wounded persons. It preserves, lifting up the values and wisdom found in God. And it brings out flavor that God intended from his creation. Light gives vision to help people see who they are in God's eyes. It provides direction to offer guidance, discernment, and direction to those in need. And it removes the darkness of sin and reveals the saving grace of God. What a blessing it is to realize God's view of who you are. No matter what any other voice has ever said to you, despite what you may see in the mirror or even think about yourself, there is one opinion that really counts. And that's the voice of God himself, who says, you are salt, you are light, you are Christ to my world that I seek to save. That gives you value. No matter what you've done or, or, or no matter what the world says, God says you have value. God says you are someone who he can use to bring others into his kingdom. And to be salt and light, we don't need to be sensational and successful by the world's standards. 
We're simply called to have an effect in our little corner of the world. Your lives preach a sermon in areas that only you can reach. In your contacts at work and and everywhere else that you go throughout the week, you have contacts with many more unchurched people than I do as a pastor. And what an opportunity that is for you to be that salt and light to the world, to share the good news that's found only in Christ and his forgiveness. Your life reveals the words of Paul today that we heard. What no eye has seen, no ear heard, no heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So you can wake up every morning knowing that who you are in Christ makes a difference in this world. You are blessed in order to be a blessing to the world around you. How could you not? For you are God's salt and light in Christ. Amen.